You're listening to The Pastor Pod, sharing what we're learning to help you lead well in our culture today. This podcast is hosted by pastors Josh Robinson and Jay Mudd. Their goal is to be real, transparent, and let you in on what pastors really think about stuff. Well, welcome back to The Pastor Pod. We're so glad you've taken some time to jump in with us. If you are new to The Pastor Pod, my name is Josh. I'm a pastor in Venice, Florida at the Bridge Church, and I'm here with my good friend Jay, who's a pastor up in Metro West Boston at Milestone Church. Jay, man, so glad you're with us. Yes, good to be here as usual, Josh. Good to spend some time with you. I really enjoy our time together each week. It's fun. It's encouraging. I walk away with uh, really in- inspired and encouraged each and every week. So uh, Same here, buddy. good to be here. Good to be here. I'm glad for uh, I'm thankful for those that are joining us and are faithful, uh, you know, listeners each and every week who uh, listen. And sometimes they'll give us some good feedback. Uh, sometimes they'll poke at us if we say something uh, like the other week when I said something about my kids, my mom. Uh, shout out to my mom. She jumped on me about saying, hey, your kids are not animals or something like that. So um, anyhow, yeah. Shout so Josh, out. How is your family? Uh, how's how's Cassidy and the kids and how's life on the island? We're I doing say? good, man. I mean, I don't live on the island. I have to tell <laughs> you that every week. Uh, Venice Beach is a man-made uh, island. If you if you are into history, you can go look it up. But it's a wonderful place, wonderful people. The kids are in school. They're they're enjoying it. Uh, Mike and Hannah, my our two oldest, they they both just came home with straight A's for the first uh, quarter. So we're really excited about that. And uh, they got they received all their abilities from their mother. Um, oh. I'll just I'll just go on record. That's that's Cassidy coming through. But we just started basketball, so I'm helping coach both kids with an, a couple other uh, people in our church. So I'm kind of like an assistant coach. Uh, supporter. Like, I'm like, like the guy that assistant? makes them run sprints, you know, because I love to see them in pain. How do you like being an assistant? I love it because, you know, I'm able to just to be there to encourage. And uh, basically, I'm I'm like the hammer. I have a good friend of mine who's, you know, he's rather large. He's like six foot seven. Looks like a, he's a huge bodybuilder. So, the, but he's also a gentle giant. Great friend. But like last night, I had him run in sprints and uh, it was awesome because you know, most kids down in this area don't play basketball. It's not the top sport in this area. I would say baseball, volleyball, football is king, but basketball is kind of like is way it that down order? the list. Baseball, basketball, Prob- I mean, baseball, volleyball, football, that order? Maybe. I mean, it depends like whatever sport the kid plays, but foot- I mean, Venice High School just won the state championship in 8A in Florida. So, I mean, it's like a powerhouse, you know, and baseball, they're awesome. Uh, volleyball and and other sports too, but basketball is kind of like you know it's here, but it's just not that big of a deal. And I grew up in a basketball family playing basketball with my three brothers, and so I always I'm always like rooting for basketball to have more validity, you know. So we're having fun teaching kids how to play, and uh, so yeah, I've been spending a lot of time doing that, and it's also a way for me to just get to know people in the community and get outside the church bubble. Yes, yes, uh, we had a really cool interaction where um, my daughter plays travel softball and her coach uh, pulled her aside asking her about her faith the other day so I thought that was pretty cool that's awesome and then we um basketball I've coached basketball but none of my kids play basketball I'm taking one of my kids I got sweet I scored some sweet sweet tickets to the garden to watch the Celtics play later this month and so I'm pretty excited about that we're 10 rows from center court what Uh, yeah like really cool who are they playing seats uh Dallas Oh, you're going to get to watch some good basketball. 
I hope so. Hey, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I can watch it. I'm. It's not really the sport I enjoy, but hey, yeah, it'll, it'll be all right. So, uh, well, That's good. good. Well, so. thanks for sharing about your family, Josh. Catching us up today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about membership. Why church membership matters? Doesn't matter. Um, fun, fun topic uh, coming from a couple of pastors who are uh, both have church planning in their background, both been at large churches and at smaller churches. We've been youth pastors at churches and we've seen it all. I, I feel like we've seen lots and lots of different things when it comes to membership. So it's going to be a great conversation. Uh, if you would just hang tight for just one moment, we'll be right back with that conversation. Uh, why does mem- does church membership matter? All right. Welcome back to the pastor pod. And again, uh, does church membership matter? Uh, does membership matter in the church? Josh, great topic. Looking forward to uh, really discussing, having a good conversation about membership. Um, Cause I'm sure at a church uh, there in Venice and uh, you know, your church is a little bit more established, even though you guys are still set up, tear down. We've talked about that mm-hmm. uh, then milestone. Uh, but what, what, what does membership look like and, and things like that? So we've talked a lot about online church and the future of church and what implications uh, that has, but we really haven't gotten to the idea of like, what does that really mean for membership? Um, and so I think the, the best place to start when it comes to church membership is let's get a, a playing field. Uh, in other words, some boundaries, some, some guardrails up of let's define church membership. And so mm-hmm. Josh, give us some thoughts on church membership. Obviously we can go to the Bible here. We can, mm-hmm. we can get some, we can get some great direction there, but uh, kick us off. What let's define what church membership is. That way we can set the course for the rest of the conversation. Yeah. So the word membership, I think is so just loaded and I don't everybody. Yeah. I mean, the word, if I say to you membership, you know, my mind typically goes to like a, like a pool or golf membership, or maybe a, you know, like a Costco membership or something Disney like, you know, plus. just, yeah, Disney plus, you know, Netflix. those aren't bad things, but they, they kind of represent like I pay a fee and I receive services Correct. and whole, and if they don't work out, I'm going to complain or, you know, the pool wasn't open when I wanted to go or something like that. So when I say membership, I, I hope everyone knows the definition that I would, I would give to it is, is that you are saying we are a committed group of people together for the sake of the gospel. So we are, we are, you know, the Bible says we're members of one body. We are, uh, we are, we're one flock. We're one, we're one body. You know, there's all these different uh, analogies of the church. You know, the church is a flock. It's a body. It's a, it's a, it's not an organization. It's not an, it's not a, what's the word organ. It's an organism. It's not just a, uh, organization that just functions like a business, but actually revolves relationships. And it's a life on life, living in community, serving one another and serving the world. And ultimately Jesus died for his bride, the church. And so the church is a flawed group of forgiven people like me, like you, like who everyone else listening in. And so there's no perfect church to join or become a member of, or I think you've used the phrase uh, partner. Is that right, Jay? What you guys use up there? That's what we that's what we use here at Arch. We don't call membership because membership comes with all that baggage. Yeah. And we were like, let's define it a little bit different to where even our language or language matters. Um, mm-hmm. It communicates differently what we're trying to accomplish. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard churches that use family. Mm-hmm. So they have this category of like, you're part of the family. Uh, because again, that does, it kind of relates to what you would read mm-hmm. in uh, first Corinthians chapter 12, where Paul's talking about the body um, and, and things of that sort. So that being said, we use the word partner is what we use. What do you use it uh, to define membership at bridge? 
we talk a lot about covenant membership. That's your, the heart of the heart of the, the gospel is a covenant, covenant. between, like between that. God, yeah. between now, now that can scare people too. Like, Oh gosh, is this like a, like a cult? Like, is do you, this a, do, you uh, do I have, sign? do I have to be a member of your church like for 50 years? And that's not true. Sign on the line. No, we, we definitely have a whole process. We invite people to go through, which is our starting point class, which is where I right. teach our, our mission, vision values and our beliefs. And I take questions from people you know, a lot of really interesting questions. And then our growth pass is is three classes that we teach spiritual growth. You know, what does it mean to actively be a part of the church? What does it mean to know your spiritual giftedness? And then our last class is how do you live on mission, sharing your faith? This is nothing really that uh, radical or different than probably most churches. Right. But what I want people to know is what does the Bible teach everybody to know about what it means to actively be part of a local church, to be committed, to be a member, to be in community. And also what's our mission? What's the goal of the church? Is the goal of the church just to be a place to hang out with people uh, and just have a circle and you basically turn inward? Or is it the church a family that loves one another, sacrifices for one another, is generous with one another, but also is on mission together? And so there's kind of that we want to teach it, uh, through that process, through those classes, but also there's circles that they're in during that that time where they get to know people. And we've started small groups out of that group, which has been cool. Yeah. And then, of course, we ask them to covenant with us to, to say, hey, you know, based on what we've gone over, like this is what we're going to do for you, like as a as a staff, as a, as pastors, as elders, we want to do this. We want to provide this to support you and your family. And then we're going to ask you to participate in the way God God's laid on your heart to be using your spiritual gifts, you know, uh, giving, serving, going, planting, you know, whatever this going on mission trips. We want them to know what they're, what it means to be actively a part of a church. So. Right. I think uh, when you look at scripture, again, we're just trying to define uh, membership, what it looks like. And there's been, you know, there's some that would argue that the Bible really doesn't talk about membership. They talk about being mm-hmm. part of the church and yeah. we're part of the church. And there's truth to that. There is a global church, the bride mm-hmm. of Christ, which is every believer, which we are all part of that church. But then there are local uh, expressions of the church, yeah. local entities of the church. And you see that all throughout the mm-hmm. New Testament, where you have the different local churches in different regions, different areas. Um, mm-hmm. Paul's writing letters to these churches, for example. I think one of the most beautiful pictures you get um, of the church and the purpose of the church, um, and it can be applied both globally, but also very much locally, is what Paul describes there in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in uh, uh, verse 12, I believe. And he talks about the aspect of the body. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's there, you, yeah. see, you know, the hand can't say to the foot, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say yada, yada. I'm sorry. This is God's word we're talking about. That's not what I meant. Don't judge me. But what I'm getting at is it's this expression that we all have a part to play in the local body, in mm-hmm. the body of Christ. And that is mm-hmm. where when we work unified together as one body, we can accomplish a lot. Um, but right. yet, if you're disconnected from the body as a believer, you you're kind of you're going to be flopping around there because you're you're mm-hmm. missing key aspects, right? I'm mm-hmm. not supposed to be everything. I'm supposed to be a part of mm-hmm. that body, and that's the local expression of the church body. And that reason mm-hmm. we use partner is it does be- it it brings this beautiful uh, piece to it that says we are part we're covenanting. We use the word covet as well. It's a mm-hmm. partner covenant, but it's mm-hmm. a partnership that we have together where we're saying, hey, look, we're committed to one another. Yeah. We're committed to Christ, and we're committed to one another. Um, and it's those partners that are going to be there through the thick of the good times and the bad times It's mm-hmm. the partners that you can call and say, Hey, listen, this is an urgent. We're, we're, in, we're in need. 
Whereas the people who come every Sunday who have not entered into that mm -hmm. partnership, yeah. um, they may not, they're not near as invested. There's mm -hmm. also accountability that takes place with a partnership. Yeah. Like I can hold you accountable, right? I, I, we can hold one another accountable. You hold me accountable. I hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. You're giving me a right to speak into your life. I'm giving you a right to speak into my life. That's um, right. That happens in a body. That happens in a family. Mm -hmm. It does. Right? Um, and so that is the beautiful picture of the local church, the church, as we talk about when it comes to mm -hmm. membership, partnership, family, covenant that we're, we're talking about. So, Josh, that leads me to the, this idea, though, is like, so what what do you think are the big hindrance, the big the big things that, you know, stand in the way of helping people to say, yeah, I'm going to be a part of this 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 mm -hmm. church family as a member or a partner or whatever you call it. I know I have good friends here in New England. We really wrestle with it. I think there's a really a, a tension mm -hmm. point. I have good friends of mine. Some of my best friends, Holly and I go out with them. We hang out with them. If they're listening, I love you. Um, we've had these conversations, but like they're not partners at the church. They're not quote unquote mm -hmm. members of our church. So you know, what, what do you think some of the big barriers are some of the big hindrances? I've had lots of conversations, but I'd be curious what you, what you understand is some of the big challenges that come in and affect people yeah. and stop them cause them to struggle with membership. Yeah. I don't think that this is a legalistic, uh, ascent, you know, legalistic thing, or it should be an essential of the faith that you've got to have this card and this perfect covenant statement that that's not really the, intention. you don't have cards. We do, but but we tell them like this is just a way to say I'm, I'm in, you know, because I, I, but I've had I don't people know if you that have a card. I'm, I'm joking. I don't have a card. Do you have a card? no? Like at the end of the class, we have like where they can they can Wait. they can let us know that they're in. And I was yeah. that was a horrible joke, man. I was talking about a membership card. Like I'm no, member. not no, not like a not like a key card. You weren't no. even following me. You weren't. No, even, I'm not. I'm not on uh, your wavelength, it's man. A I'm, fob, not, man. I'm not. It's a fob. I know. Right? Yeah, yeah. You not like fob? at my neighborhood where you have to like get into certain uh like you have to have to go to like the little pool. You have to have a little card to open the door or whatever. I'm sorry. But yeah. Ahead, no, you're good. I think for there's a lot of reasons. I think a couple could be we like to have options and people don't like to commit. And I think that's part of our, our, our culture in America. We, I mean, the, the craziness of everybody moving, which I know there's lots of reasons why that is church hopping is big. You know, people go to, you know, one church on Wednesday night for this, uh, deal. And then they go here on Friday night for this. And then they go to another, our, our church, maybe on Sunday. Kind and of I don't have a, a la carte, like, Hey, yeah, I it's like almost like, part, like, you know, this, like yeah, yeah. I'm going to put it together. Just nice, like buffet. I don't have a problem with it. I just don't know how you keep up with, um, serving and really connecting with people when you're spread thin, but then the whole church shopping is prevalent where people go with the mentality to receive and not participate. And I think that's, that's a negative of the membership mindset, because if, if every church in America opened up their quote unquote membership or partnership or whatever they call it, I guarantee you, and even at our church, I'm sure it's the same majority of the people that have quote unquote members from years and years ago that are no longer even in the state are listed as members, uh, but they're not actively participating. So um, those are different reasons. I think people struggle to really, to really dive in, but I, but I do think a lot of people date the church and they're not committed to the local church. And I mentioned that last Sunday during my message, I was, uh, really kind of finishing up our 21 days of prayer. And I made the, I kind of made the comment. I said, you know, I'm praying for, for those of you that, that really believe this is where God's called you to serve and, and give and go and make disciples. 
um, that you would commit. You would say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go all in. And if, and if it's not here, I pray you will find a Bible believing Jesus loving church where you can give your life away for the sake of the gospel. And people seem to really respond to that. Like not, not necessarily verbally, but I felt like that was a strong thing to say because so many people are kind of like, I don't know if you feel this way, Jay, but they're always, they're just kind of like grading the church every week. And they're like waiting for you to do something they don't like. And then they're ready to take off. Um, you now, that it's, way sometimes, it, sometimes, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, it's not even a biblical thing or it's not even a theological thing. It's like a preference thing. And I think that's a struggle across the American church. Uh, we've taken non-essentials and made them essentials. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, so you, you mentioned words like hopping, shopping, uh, you know, all those different words, dating, the church. dating yep. yeah, dating, shopping, hopping, um, all those words that we would understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so what I, what I find is we, I think there's sometimes not a definition of what it means. And because there's not a clear definition of what it means, people are like, well, why, why do I need to do it then? Mm-hmm. Right. I know I need to be a member of the pool to get into the pool or I need, mm-hmm. I know why. There's reasons behind that, right? Not just for the services, but I understand that. And I think there's this clear, you mentioned earlier, there's mm-hmm. churches that probably if they go look at their list, they probably mm-hmm. have members that they don't even, they don't even live there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I've been at churches where we were like, oh, that person passed away uh, kind of concept. And it's, they're just yes. on, their name on a list versus like, there's an active role they're playing. And so at Milestone, you know, we have, we, again, you classify it, your time, your talents and your treasure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we expect you to give your time, mm-hmm. you know, we expect you to be attending regularly. We don't define that. What does regularly mean? I get it. That's a whole different podcast, right. but it's regularly, we attend, attend yeah. regularly community group, being active, regular yeah. attender, um, your talents. We expect you to serve. We want you to be a part of something, serving somewhere. And then your, your treasure, we expect you to you give, um, mm-hmm. and we hold our members accountable to that. Now, I don't know, but we don't have, we don't, our membership is not like a, you know, everybody who comes to the church gets thrown mm-hmm. into this pile. We're like, Hey, you're going to run. We actually ask people like, Hey, this is a step you want to take. We do mm-hmm. a thing called dis- discover just like you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we d- you discover. And then from there, we say, if you want to take the next step, let us know. Otherwise we kind of leave you alone. We mention membership all sure. the time, partnership all the time. But we uh, we kind of guard it and go, hey, we want to make sure the people who are partners with us understand what that means and are actively participating yeah. as partners. That's so we run, we regularly yeah. run lists. We regularly run reports of going, hey, are our partners in community with one another? If they're not, mm-hmm. this is a great opportunity for us to do some shepherding. What's going mm-hmm. on? What's happening? Are you okay? Is everything okay in life? And again, there's seasons mm-hmm. where sometimes a a partner may not be in a community group, but it's a season and you know, we're there walking alongside of them because it's a tough season for them, but it's not a regular thing in their life. They're, they're going to mm-hmm. be back in a community group and we run yeah. these reports and say, Hey, how can we check on our, fl-? it's a way of managing the flock that yeah. God is giving the shepherding that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one of the things, but I think when it comes to struggling for church membership, one of the things that I believe is just that defining moment of like, what is, why, what's the purpose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I come to, and the truth is the answer to this is almost Yes. Can mm-hmm. I come to your church? Yep. Can I serve at your church? Can I give to your church? The answer is you could be a partner. You could all have to be a partner in milestone to do any of those three things. Sure. Yeah. We have areas where you can serve and you're not a partner. Now there are things that we do at milestone. Yeah. You can't serve in 
unless you are a partner. And usually it has to do, yes. it has to do with theology. It has to do mm -hmm. with uh, things of that sort, because yeah. mm -hmm. we, you need to agree with our, our, right. our biblical, you know, yeah. our, yeah. you know, our beliefs in order to do those things. So to teach and kids, to do things like that, you have to be a partner at Milestone. Mm -hmm. And I think those that struggle with membership at the end of the day, I had a, I had a, a friend of mine and similar to what you shared, you know, we hung out, he, he couldn't sign the card because he felt like it was a legal binding document and had a real struggle with it. I said, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, if you're serving, giving, going, faithfully participating, I said, you know, that's the key of membership. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to mince uh, this issue, but at the end of the day, I mean, are you all in or are you not, you know, are you committed to your local church or not? And, and if there's a question there um, of what the, you know, like what you just mentioned that, that you are, that you're actively participating, you're serving, you're giving, you're going for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the city that you live in, it should be a no brainer to say, Hey, I'm all in. I'm going to be a member. I'm going to be a partner. I'm like, Hey, listen, I, because of what Christ has done in my life, because I love the bride of Christ, because we know God's called us here. I have a peace. I, I agree with, uh, the beliefs of our church and they're not always going to agree on every little thing that's theological or non-essential. That's not what I'm saying, but you're like, Hey, listen, I'm here to serve. I'm here to participate. Then I, I don't think there's, there should be a lot of confusion amongst people to, to become a partner or a member of that church. And if, if there's other reasons, they'll bring it up. But I, at the end of the day, wherever God's planted my family, we're going to be actively participating, serving, giving, going with my local family for God's glory. And so I'm not going to be half-hearted in that. I'm going to be all in. I think there's a, I think there's one thing that I, I, I just, I can't not speak and say, there's mm -hmm. one thing that I believe is the number, one of the number one, it's gotta be one of the top five mm -hmm. struggles for why people struggle with church membership, partnership, family, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. And I think it's, this is the level of accountability. Mm. Cause I can tell you from all of my conversations, that's the number one thing that there's a little bit of like, Oh, is this level of accountability? Cause we mm -hmm. tell people, Hey, we're going to check on you. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to ask if you're not in community, why you're not in community. We're not asking because it's legalistic. We're not asking because we want you to check a box. We're asking because we care. Yeah. And typically if you're out of, you know, if you're out of, if you're out of a relationship with, with, with the church, it indicates typically a lot of times your relationship with God is not also in the same, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of in a, in a, in a shamble. Yeah. It could be in a shamble. Same yeah. thing if you're not giving to a, if you're not giving there could also be an indicator that something's going on in your life. Yeah. Right? Jesus said where your treasure is there, your heart will be. So, so I our, think there's this, our hearts follow what we put our money, time, and like you right. said, time, talent, there's, treasure. There's a level of accountability that I think people struggle with because we don't mm -hmm. like to be told. That's we don't good like truth. being held mm -hmm. accountable mm -hmm. for our actions, for the way we live our lives. And I think that's the biggest thing is when people are like, well, you're going to hold me accountable for my time, my talent, my treasure. Um, I'm not sure I like that. So I'll come. And I'll, I'll, I'll serve, I'll give, I'll do all these things. But if I stop, I don't want anybody checking up on me and telling me, Hey, why'd you stop or asking why I stopped? I just want to be right. able to stop. So it's that level of accountability that I believe we struggle with. And cause mm. I think that's the number one thing that comes with partnership. And I think it's for me as well. Yeah. I love when people push back and give me accountability. We need that. In Cause life. we need that in a spirit led way, not a, not a legalistic domineering. Hey, you better, you better do these things. And that should never be the spirit of how this is, you know, how this process works and how this relationship works, because um, that's the calling of the local church is to say, listen, we're going to do this together for God's glory. I mean, and yeah. 
yeah, the author of Hebrews, let us think of ways that we can motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Okay. Yep. Uh, or another, uh, you know, NIV says it this way, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards the love of good deeds. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, we are supposed to be stirring one another, spurring one another, encouraging mm-hmm. one another. And that happens through accountability. Mm-hmm. If there's nobody saying pushing me, then mm-hmm. I'm going to stop at whatever level I want to stop at. I yep. want people pushing me. I'm eager for that accountability, but I think mm-hmm. that's where, I think that's where it struggle. I think that's one of the, it's gotta be up there in the top five uh, struggles. And so uh, yeah. how about, how about this? I'd yeah. love to hear from our listeners, you know, uh, yeah. maybe you're listening and you're like, I have really struggled with membership. What, what, what is it that struggles again? No judgment at all. None mm-hmm. at all. I'd really like to know. And I'd like to have a good conversation about that. I'd love some follow-up and some feedback about, what 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 is the tension point? What what stands in the way? Because um, these are just my assumptions. I'm just one pastor. I, I'm not speaking for all pastors who believe that accountability is one of those. I'm just speaking for me. I believe it's in the in mm-hmm. the top five. I'm just one pastor. But I'd love to know what are some of the barriers that hinder people from making that 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 plunge of being all in, yeah. as you said, and saying, "Hey, I'm committed. Yeah. I'm in." What is mm-hmm. it? Um, and and yeah, if yeah. it's not a, if it's not accountability or if it's not uh, you know, a legal, you know, feeling like it's legalistic. What, what is it? Mm-hmm. Cause I think that could encourage not only you and I, but that could encourage a lot of pastors if we can get to the mm-hmm. bottom of what that is and begin the process of understanding so we can overcome mm-hmm. it. I think too, Jay, a lot of, I think another reason people struggle with membership or going all in is, is they don't, they don't trust, uh, they don't necessarily trust how the money's used or how the, what is the process of that? Um, and then some people just question institutions. You know, there's been so many leaders, pastors, I mean, businesses that have misused people, abused people. So there's that too. And I think that's hanging around the background as well. That is this well, church think- legitimate? Is this pastor uh, living for the Lord? Is he, does he, does he have character and integrity? Um, if I give, of my time, talent, treasure, is it, is it going to be, uh, is it going to be used in a godly way? So that's another one. I think that's not spoken as much. I agree. I I agree with what you're saying. No, I agree with you. What you're saying. Cause I've actually, I've even said that to some of our partners. I was like, Hey, so if there's a reason why, if you don't trust the leadership, Mm -hmm. then we want to get to, again, that's where as Christians, we need above this. We need to have the conversations. Let's not, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can trust them. So I'm not going to do this or that, or I'm not going to trust them. No, we need to have those conversations. And then, and I tell people all the time, partners at Milestone have the greatest voice. We're elder-led church, so mm-hmm. we don't have committees and things like that. But our partners, they are the ones that uh, approve the, uh, the budget. So anything mm-hmm. that we're going to spend money-wise, you have to approve it. Our elders manage the budget. So therefore, after it's been approved and you said, this is what we can spend, it's managed by the elders. So we're just managing what the partners yeah, have actually approved. Another mm-hmm. thing our partners have to do at Milestone is you have to approve the elders. We can't mm-hmm. have an elder who's managing the money unless you approve the elder. And right. so again, those partners really do have a huge play mm-hmm. in the overall organization of the church and the way the church operates. And so mm-hmm. I, I get the trust, but at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's a season where you go, okay, let me learn a little about the church, but eventually... Yeah. You either have to trust or you don't trust one of the two. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I agree. It's up there as well. I think the trust, again, the church has, mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, the church has its negative stories yep. that often, you know, outweigh and are shine brighter than our good stories of mm-hmm. what takes place. And so, yeah, I think there's some struggles there. There's some tension there and I don't know the answers, but again, I'd love to hear from leaders. They can, they can drop in a post. They can, you know, comment on 
something, they can email us at thepastorpod at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys, especially on this topic of church membership. And so, Josh, you said something earlier, I think that is really important that I want to, I want to touch base on. You said, you know, it, they should be a part of a local church. And I want to highlight mm-hmm. the word local, because mm-hmm. again, church can be church wide. And there's a lot of people who take that stance of I'm part mm-hmm. of the church. Right. I can go to anywhere. Well, I'm part of the church. Yeah. I am a member of the church because of what I've, mm-hmm. I've committed my life to Christ. And to an extent, that is a true statement. Yes. It's a true statement. You are a part of the church, the big yes. part of the body. So then what is the argument? What, why would we say the local church matters? Why does I would say find me an example in the New Testament where a Christian is not part of an active local church. Okay, I wanted there to be silence because I don't know if yeah. you're, I don't know if you can. So, if, uh, so we're getting ready to start the book of Acts at our church and I'm, I'm loving it. It's challenging, encouraging, but like Antioch is where like the, like the churches were launched. I mean, through ordinary people and the church of Rome and all, you know, throughout the, the known world at the time. And it was always planted through local churches in those cities that they sent people out on, on, on church planning missionary journeys. And so I think it's, just, I think it just on a very, very foundational level. Um, yes, are we part of the big C church as a Christian? Absolutely. But who a part of that big C church knows you, keeps you accountable, knows how to pray for you, knows what your needs are, knows what you need help with coming out of, knows the sin struggles you have, knows the areas that you need God's help in. That's where the true church comes out. Because I believe, and I've heard it said, and I think some probably won't agree with this, but that's okay that a Christian without a church home is a spiritual orphan, that although they're loved, they're adopted by the King without the local body of Christ, which is what Jesus set up is his idea uh, will never become truly all that God wants us to be. And so I, I just really want to, I guess, lean into that because we need to be united in every city, every local community, every neighborhood, wherever there's a church to be united together on mission, committed to serve one another, serve each other, make a difference. And I think if we do that, God's good. God's going to use that, uh, versus just people that are isolated, um, doing life on their own. And we, we're in that season as, as a, as a world. I mean, we're, we're in an isolated, uh, fear-based culture right now. People are scared. They're, they're, they're angry. They're frustrated. They're divided. And the church should be that place and that people that they belong to. And so I, I, I always tell our church, the church is not just a place I go. It's a people I belong to and belonging, belonging in the local church is what is the answer to most of the existential questions and the greatest felt needs and the greatest, uh, hurts that they, that they have can be found in those loving, uh, imperfect, but forgiving, you know, grace-filled relationships. And that's what I, it's more about what we want for people than what we want them to do for us as pastors. Like we want that for your, every family, every marriage to be in a community, you know, being encouraged, living out the gospel together. And at the end of the day, that's really what I would say membership. That's why it matters is because you're saying I'm in, I'm committed. I'm, I'm, I'm not just going to be halfway in. Right. It's that local expression of the big C church. Mm-hmm. that you have in every community and you see it. I, I mean, I have to, can't, can't argue with what you're saying. You look through the book of acts. If you look at Paul's letters, they're written to individual churches. Mm-hmm. You know, there's churches that are birthed that are dealing with certain things in their community, unique to their community. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So Natick is a unique community where Milestone resides. Wellesley is a unique community where Milestone resides. These are two communities, but even Natick to Wellesley is completely different. Venice to, I don't know, what's your neighboring city or yeah, town? Sarasota or Tampa. Sarasota. You know, there, Fort there Myers. Are, there's, there's similarities, but there's probably differences too. And there should be a local expression of the mm-hmm. church there that exists in that community for that community. Right. Mm-hmm. We go to school together. We mm-hmm. we we live together. You know, it's encouraging when, you know, your kids can go to church and see other kids from their school that are also in that. Mm-hmm. And that's encouraged. That's encouraging for our faith. Yes. That strengthens yes. our faith. You know, then they mm-hmm. go to public school and they see their friend. They see their Christian friends at the public. There's a stance we can take that's encouraging. We've locked mm-hmm. arms together. It is yeah. that encouraging piece of the local expression in a community. Um, and so, you know, I actually like what we see, what we're seeing a little bit more often now is you see the church at, uh, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. may be as now that's yeah. what we're naming churches. I, I kind of dig it because of the fact of, yeah, that's what it is. It's the church, mm-hmm. the capital C church at this community or this town. Yep. I'm not saying everybody should change their name, but what I'm getting yeah. <laughs> at is I'm, I'm digging it. When I hear a church say, I'm like, yeah. all right, I can get behind that. Cause that's exactly, mm-hmm. that's exactly what we see in scripture is the church at Corinth, the church. Yes. Yeah. We see this. Yes. This is the local expression of the church in your community. And you should yeah. be a part of that local church for the purpose of encouraging, stirring one another, motivating yes. one another, strengthening one another's. We, we are stronger together than we are separate. Go back to mm-hmm. where we started. First Corinthians chapter 12. We are stronger together. If I'm meant mm-hmm. to be a hand and I am disconnected from the body, I'm not really going to function at mm-hmm. my full capacity unless I'm connected to the arm, which is connected to the yes. shoulder, which is connected to the torso. Don't get me. I don't know anatomy, but you see what I'm saying? It's just, we're all connected. <laughs> we all have a part to play. And here's That's the right. thing is when you're not doing it, when you're not part, mm-hmm. playing your part, I think there's some level that we need to understand that we are actually hurting the church more than we're helping the church. Yeah. When you're not using your gifts, uh, man, it, 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 it leaves an emptiness in every church and God has wired and gifted every follower of Jesus Christ spiritually with personality, with, you know, with all types of yes. uh, gifts in the community. And so it, it's more about the vision of the church is a movement of people gathered around the mission of Jesus. And so, yes, do we commit to be together on Sunday and during the week and be in small groups and serve our neighbors, but it's this joy that happens through the Holy spirit of God. When we're willing to say, I'm committed, I'm going to commit myself to one another that I'm going to serve, help care for each person in my life. And as we do that together, we point people to Jesus because what, what did Jesus talk about? What did he pray for? He not only did he say love one another because that'll prove to the world you're my disciples, but he prayed, unify them, unify them, unify them, because a unified church is what the world desperately needs because we don't live in a world of unity. And if we can't even say, hey, I'm all in, I'm committed to this church, I mean, we're never going to have unity and we're not going to have movement. And so movements move. That means you don't just go to church, you are the church, right? I mean, it's just that whole uh, paradigm shift. And I don't know if everybody that sits in church on Sunday has, has come to that realization that it's not just, you need to go do a bunch of stuff. And here's our list of things that you need to do as a member or partner of our church. But listen, here's the opportunity you have to make a kingdom difference in this community for the sake of the gospel. And you get to tre- tre- treasures in heaven and we get to encourage you in that. And there's a joy that is, is involved in that. And so at the end of the day, I love talking about this because it's not a matter of 
of terms and membership or partnership, but it's saying, hey, the local church is God's plan for redeeming the world. Like we exist to extend his mission. By the way, so, it's, it's plan so A. Now I'm it's, preaching, it's, but it's, you know, it's plan A. It's not plan, plan B, A. Plan C. It's plan A. Yeah, yeah. He if uses falls, us. Right? If it People. falls, everything else falls, right? Yeah. Everything else. Falls. And it's unstoppable because God, it's his church and he's will build his church and all the gates of hell will not I, prevail against it. So I would say, actually, you don't like talking about it. You're passionately enjoy talking about and you're it. the I same way and here's the thing i want every person to have this because so many people um have had a bad experience or maybe they grew up where they weren't taught like the biblical model of like a, a church membership is is i'm fully engaged in serving and giving and going uh versus just uh just ritualistic religion where i just oh, i gotta go uh, i gotta go help with the kids oh i gotta go to small group oh i need to all right, I'll throw in a 20, 20 dollar bill this week. You know, I got to tip God, you know, it's just, this kind of this religious, like, uh, this burden. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not an obligation. It's an opportunity. No, opportunity. It's an opportunity because, because of the grace and the mercy of Jesus, I get to be a part of his church. Man. Can you imagine what it would look like if every person just really committed all in on a local church? And I tell people, I have the all same in. motto as you. I tell people I've said it from, uh, you know, a microphone in front of all of our people at Milestone. This may not be your local church. And if it's not, uh, and you don't feel like this is where it needs to be, I'll help you find a local Bible-believing yep. church. Let me help you. Mm -hmm. um, that's yes. one thing I can do is help you. I want you to be all in on a church. And so, uh, mm -hmm. Josh, good conversation. I think there's so much we could keep going. Love to hear from our listeners. Love to, uh, you know, hear how, uh, you know, what your thoughts are on membership. And so we want to encourage you, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email is thepastorpod at gmail.com. Um, and, you know, Josh, again, uh, this is this podcasting is only second season for us. We're enjoying the conversation. We want to encourage people to subscribe, share, uh, you know, give us a little review of the podcast. Uh, we'd love to get some feedback. Uh, we got some good guests coming up uh, next week. Josh, you're going to have two familiar faces to you and I uh, on the podcast. Uh, who's coming with you? You got your worship uh, so we're pastor. Gonna, we're we're going to have a candid and fun conversation with uh, actually Aaron Miller is the worship pastor here at the bridge and yeah. your worship pastor up there in Boston. Yeah. Grayson Atkins. So. And we're going to have a good, fun, open dialogue about, Hey, <laughs> what's the relationship between a pastor and a worship uh, pastor? Because honestly, those, I have a lot of fun. And uh, yes. I said the other day and I, you know, we'll get into it next week. I said, Grayson, I think we've got to the point where you can, you can finish my sentences. It's a good marriage. Uh, and so um, you're not going to want to miss next week. It's going to yeah, be encouraging. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And so that's next and week funny. on the podcast. We've got some good leaders coming up, some great leaders uh, yes. that have already scheduled and committed. We're excited about the next uh, couple months here on the podcast. So you definitely want to subscribe, share. You definitely want to be in. Uh, on this and uh, lots of fun things happening in the future. So uh, from Josh and myself from the Pastor Pod, uh, we pray you have a fantastic week um, and we hope to see you back here uh, each and every week 